For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hey there, thanks for joining me. Welcome to the social media safari, so to speak. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the Social Media Marketing Podcast. This is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what really works with social media. I am super, super excited about today's show. Uh, I'm going to share a really awesome event with you briefly, and then I'm going to get into an excellent interview. If you've ever wondered, how can I build a really engaged, loyal following that absolutely loves me and loves my business, this is the podcast for you. I'm going to be interviewing Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income, and I'm going to dig deep into how he's doing what he's doing. He's hugely successful. We're going to talk about how to use photographs, how to use video, blogging, Facebook, and podcasting to build a loyal, loyal fan base, and he has absolutely done that, and I think you're going to be thrilled. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. Now with that, I want to transition to today's interview. Let's bring on today's special guest, Pat Flynn from Smart Passive Income. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. I am so excited to have Pat Flynn with me today. If you don't know who Pat is, he's the founder of the hugely successful website, smartpassiveincome.com. He's also the guy behind the top marketing podcast on iTunes, the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Pat, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Michael. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, it's my pleasure. So today, we're going to explore how Pat has built a very successful business, and we're going to dig deep into kind of what he's doing, what his tactics and strategies are, and how social media and content in particular are contributing to the success of what he's doing. So, Pat, um, let me start with this first question. What's the goal of the Smart Passive Income website, and who are you trying to reach? Uh, well, the goal is to get featured on Social Media Examiner. So at this point, I don't really know what to do anymore. Well, uh, we can just end <laughs> this podcast, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Well, actually, it's it's sort of true in the sense that uh, my goal is to create a site that provides just a ton of extremely valuable content for those looking for information about starting an online business or blogging or taking their existing online businesses and blogs to the, to the next level and do this in a way that uh, you know is unlike anyone else, where I can get noticed to a point where 
you know, people like yourself uh, are kind enough to invite me onto shows like this. And again, I'm extremely thankful for being here, Michael. Um, and you know, I guess that means I'm I'm doing something right. And I, I and and my idea is, you know, I just I don't want to rehash the same old tips and tricks that everyone else is talking about online. I want to put those tips, tricks those methods and, and those strategies into practice and actually see what happens and then report what happens, share exactly what happens on my blog, what worked, what didn't work, what I could have done better, you know, and, and people, people dig that stuff. And I think that's why my brand has kind of taken off like it has. I mean, I, I even share exactly how much money I make online and where it all comes from. And, and those people posts. love that, by the way, that's so cool. So before I get into kind of some of what some of how you do what you do. Tell me who it is you're trying to reach with your uh, website. Really anybody who's just looking to be found and be discovered and be shared online. That's, that's really what my goal is to try and help people do that. So whatever that message may be, whether it's a blog about uh, you know, scrapbooking, to a business that sells e- that has e- e-commerce uh, components in it, um, I just want people to be able to be discovered to be found, to be remembered, and to be shared. That's that's, that's and really obviously it. to make money. I mean, because the title of your income, smart passive income, kind of, I think almost has an implied message that this website is for the person who wants to make some money, put the work in in the beginning, and hopefully have some revenue generation come in in a passive way ongoing. Which, to me, alludes. Um, somebody maybe who wants side income or somebody who has a business but would love to be, figure out how to make uh, somewhat of a consistent income. Is that an accurate portrayal of the kind of person you're trying to target? Right, absolutely. Uh, you know, every, anyone who comes to the site is, is looking to, to hopefully make money and, and hopefully in a passive sort right. of way where people can build a business and have it kind of be set on autopilot. Not necessarily 100% autopilot, but in a way where one can generate an income without having to trade one for one their time for money, that they can just invest their time up front and continually earn money later on. And, and I talk about a wide range of things from, from blogging to niche sites to uh, affiliate marketing. I even have an iPhone application company. I talk about that a little bit on the blog too. And, and you know, I have 27 apps in iTunes right now making five to $10,000 a month. That's awesome. Com- completely on auto- autopilot. And, and people love to hear about how that works. Pat, how, how, when did you first start this blog? I first started this blog in 2008. Okay, so it's been about four years at the time of this recording. Correct. Can you share some of the stats about how this blog has what kind? Share some of the traffic and some of the, you know, some of the some of the stats with folks just to kind of showcase what can be done, you know, in relatively short period of time as far as you know your audience size. Sure. Well, I launched the blog in 2008, like I said, and actually just the other day I was writing a post where I had to check some older stats. And I saw that when I launched my podcast uh, two years later, this was actually July of 2010, at that point I had about 7,500 subscribers. So it was, it was pretty good growth you know, within that two-year time period. You but, mean you know, email subscribers, right? Uh, just uh, all subscribers, RSS subscribers, email subscribers. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, you know, that wasn't completely mind-blowing. But you know, just this past Monday, actually, this is four years after starting the blog, uh, two years after the podcast, I had just passed the 50,000 subscriber mark, uh, which is awesome. incredible. I never thought I would get to this point so fast. And as far as traffic, I'm getting now about 175,000 to 225,000 uniques 
per month. Uh, the YouTube channel, which is a, an extension of my brand on YouTube, of course, is is approaching 10,000 subscribers and about 2 million video views. The podcast is also very close to 2 million total downloads, and I'm only 43 episodes in. Uh, so that's almost wow. uh, 50,000 downloads per episode. And this is why I'm really excited for your podcast, Michael. I mean, just think, like, for, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of just a solo guy. Uh, I have 50,000 people every episode plugging me in to their ears and listening to me for 45 minutes straight. And this is why I'm a huge fan of podcasts and why I'm, uh, I'm really excited for yours. Well, thank you. And um, these are awesome statistics. And folks, we're going to dig deep with Pat to kind of figure out how he got there. And my hope is that he'll be a source of inspiration for you and, and you'll be inspired to just go for it. Speaking of inspiration, Pat, um, when you started four years ago, did you have a role model? Was there somebody or some site that served as a source of creative inspiration? Can you share a little bit about what got you, you know, who you look to and maybe if you modeled anybody in particular? Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of blogs that I listened to or, or read uh, when I first started. I mean, just the basics like problogger.net with Darren Rouse and, right. and Yaro Stark from Entrepreneur's Journey. I mean, they did a good job of sharing what was possible. And that, that was really what got me to want to share what was possible. And I wanted to do it in a way where it was just my own data. You know, I didn't want to say what other people were doing or, you know, what was possible. I wanted to show what is possible because of what I did. And so uh, they, they were pretty instrumental in, in sharing kind of and uh, showing me what was interesting to read. And, and Did you take a course or did you just watch what they were doing and figure out how to do it better? I did take a course, actually, uh, after you know, kind of diving into it a little, a little bit and getting a taste of, uh, of internet business, mainly starting out through AdSense, actually. Uh, mm. That's really what, what made me figure out that this was actually possible, but I knew I needed to take it to another level. And so, you know, it was actually a podcast that really inspired me to start online business after I got laid off in 2008 from the architecture industry. And it was the Internet Business Mastery podcast hmm. with uh, Jason Van Orden and Jeremy Franson. And, uh, it, you know, they, had, they came out with a course and they kind of gave me the basics of, of what to do. And then I kind of just put my own spin on it and, and build my brand around uh, just being totally transparent. And I think, you know, it was always those posts that I read. And I, I can't remember any, any specific uh, posts or specific people who are doing this, but it was always the the people who talked about the real case studies and the real life things that were going on uh, that really intrigued me. So that's why a lot of what I write on my blog or what I have in my podcast or in YouTube videos are just, you know, it's it's content that is from my own experience, and it just makes it really easy to come up with content to talk about because I just run these experiments and I run these case studies and then I report it, and that's what people I feel are are really um, connecting with the most. So it's just, just really easy. I mean, I think if I had to come up with my own theories and do all this other stuff, it, I'd be terrible at it. But I'm really easy at just trying something and then reporting it and kind of sharing what I learned along the way. And that's a key uh, learnable moment right there, folks. Um, Pat is essentially trying things and then sharing what has happened. Darren Rouse at ProBlogger did the exact same thing. Whenever Darren Rouse would discover something new, he would basically write a big blog post about it and everybody would eat it up. And it just shows you that, you know, you can actually simply create really valuable content by actually not holding back your secrets and what you've learned, but instead sharing them with the world. And I think that's really encouraging. Pat, when did you know you made it? When did you know you kind of hit an inflection point? Was there some <laughs> moment? 
Yeah, actually, when I had my first site, which is at greenexamacademy.com, this is a site that I had built uh, actually while I was still working in architecture, and then I got laid off. And that's when I started monetizing it. And I started earning, you know, eight to $10,000 a month from selling an ebook on that site to people wanting to pass this exam. Uh, the big moment, the, the the big moment for me really was because you know I really had no idea that uh, you know what I was doing, but when I got laid off and then my uh, I got a call from my boss who had fired me or not fired me but but let me go, saying that he started his own company and he wanted me back and it really? was the, the, yeah and, and uh, it was the moment when I told him you know you know thank you so much uh, but I'm good. <laughs> You know, I'm good. <laughs> All right, I got to so share cool. this story, Pat. I'm sorry, I got to share a similar story with you. I was wrong. I was wrongfully terminated. Okay, back in the mid '90s, and um, and I was cocky back then. Okay, <laughs> some people think I'm still cocky now, but trust me, I, I'm nowhere near as cocky as I was then. And the president of the company, this hundred million dollar company, terminated me because of some lie that someone else had told. So being the cocky guy that I was at the time, I said, don't be surprised if someday you come knocking on my door looking for help. And I kid you not, about five years later, the guy comes knocking on my door with a Frisbee made out of remnant carpet. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, like a Berber carpet and says, this is the hot new thing and he wanted my help marketing it. And I said, the second a dog bites into that thing, it's going to fall apart. And he said, you don't know what you're talking about. I've had Frisbee experts, blah, blah, blah. And I said, all right, no problem. You go do your thing. And I never saw him again. <laughs> yeah, and I've never seen that Frisbee on the market either. Yeah. I mean, you know, these are silly little stories, but that's when you know that for whatever reason, you're doing something right. When the, Sometimes the people that uh, devalued you find value in, in you when it's too late, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, sorry about the divergence there. No, that was a good story then. Let's... Um, Let's talk about kind of how you do what you do, Pat. Um, you do a really great job using photographs and video on your website. Um, for example, on smartpassiveincome.com, you've got this um, green graphic that says, don't know where to start. And it has a picture of you smiling and it has what looks like some play buttons in front of it, which is kind of like implying, hey, click here to watch a little video. And I have watched that video, and it's a quick little video from you welcoming people to your community. I think that's brilliant. The other thing that you do, Pat, is you've got this picture of you and your son um, with a baby carrier, and you've got this thing that says, hello, my name is Pat, and it's handwritten. I even saw you, Pat, at Blog World with a backpack on that said, hello, my name is Pat. So um, share a little bit about Let's start with the strategy. What's the strategy here about showing kind of the Pat Flynn, the father, and and the video and the pictures and all that kind of stuff? Can you tell me what your strategy is there? Yeah, absolutely. And, and to kind of uh, t talk about the strategy, I want to share a quick story of my own. You know, I was I was fortunate enough to be invited to the Financial Bloggers Conference in Chicago last year as a speaker, and it was my first time speaking, so I was, I was pretty nervous, especially since the attendees were almost. Uh, you know, every, everybody was from the personal finance industry, and I didn't know anybody. I mean, I've read a couple of their sites like J.D. Roth and, and Ramit Sethi, uh, but majority of these people I've never met or heard before. And right when I walked into the hotel lobby, a few people recognized me, people I've never seen before, and they gave me a very warm greeting. And we started chatting, and a couple people asked me how my wife was doing, how my son was doing. And I even had someone come up to me and say, Pat, I loved the wedding video you posted on your website. 
just loved it. And this, I, I won't get into it, but it's a wedding video. Uh, my wife choreographed it. We did a little uh, Peter Cetera, and then two minutes in, we start breakdancing. So that, that's what the video was. And that's when I knew that pictures and stuff about my family and videos – uh, you know, the wedding video and this welcome video that you just talked about that, you know, they don't really have anything to do with the content on my site, but they have everything to do with building a relationship with my audience. And I, you know, I've never met people before and, and uh, who, who come up to me and say, dude, Pat, I love that post about the Facebook tip you wrote about. Like, you know, no one says that. They say, Pat, I love that video of you or I love that picture of your son. And that's why, you know, social media is very important to me because that's another way beyond the blog to connect with people uh, anymore. So the, so the basic tip here uh, and strategy is, you know, people like to connect with people, with faces. You know, they want to know who is writing the words they are reading. And I think that anyone who comes to a site for the first time should be welcomed or at least should have a, a place to start. I mean, especially these blogs that where there's, ton, there's tons of content that are just being archived day in and day out. And brand new people who get there aren't going to understand exactly where to start. And so my job as a blog owner is to go, hey, this is where you start. Come, come into this room here and let me talk to you for a second. I'm going to show you kind of what's going on and then you can take it from there. Um, you know, it, on, on my podcast episodes, I share a new fact about me, you know, that I played Magic the Gathering when I was little, that I played with Pogs, that I still watch Nickelodeon and that I'm Sagittarius. Again, none of these things have anything to do with my content, but everything to do with my audience. And even just saying those things now, I mean, maybe there's a couple of people listening to this now who had played Magic the Gathering or who did play with Pogs or are still watching or have kids who watch Nickelodeon who I can immediately connect with, um, you know, just because of that. Well, Nick Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nick Jr. Yeah, that too. But I, I, I do, even when my son isn't there, watch Nickelodeon. I'm not afraid. To oh, do that's that, hilarious. Um, well, I would encourage uh, those that are listening to go to Smart Passive Income and click on this video and just watch this because Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do this. And what a what a great way to build affinity and to essentially just make people feel welcome. I mean, this is almost like the equivalent of the greeter when you walk into a restaurant, don't you think, Pat? Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. And I mean, that's why they're there, because they work. Exactly. Now, um, you also use photographs on your uh, Facebook page as well. You have a very professional looking photograph with you smiling with what looks like your son hitting a baseball with a Nerf bat yeah. um, in, in the background, and then your, your podcast stuff kind of conveying something about you. What was the strategy behind this picture in particular? Well, it's a very upfront photo of me. You know, I wanted to, again, like I do on the blog, is just greet people right away and show them everything uh, that I'm about. So you can see my son in the background on the iPad, a picture of him playing baseball because he's my world. And anyone who is following me knows that um, because that's very important. And this was all intentionally put into the picture, right? I mean, I would imagine you were very careful to make sure that this image was conveyed. It's not by accident, right? No, no, not by accident. Not whatsoever. Um, on the, you know, you see my mic flag on my podcasting mic, right? Which, which has my brand on it, Smart Passive Income. On the computer screen, you see my blog, you see the GarageBand editor for my podcast, and you see my YouTube channel, because those are the three components of my brand, or that make up my brand. My, my blog for people who like to read, my podcast for people who like to listen, and videos for people who like to watch. And together, I can reach people who would have never found me otherwise. But at the same time, those three things working together make my brand look a lot more professional 
become a lot more authority, uh, authoritative and, and just stand out from everyone else who just has one or even just two of those components. I have the trifecta. Um, and, you know, I've talked about this at, at, at Blog World before uh, in a presentation. You know, it's, 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 it's my tripod, you know, my blog, my, my videos, and my, and my audio. Mm. Talk to me a little bit about the video side of things. What are you doing with, with YouTube? YouTube is great. You know, it's number two search engine in the world, and I'm getting a ton of traffic from it. Um, I am basically following the strategy of whenever someone has a question for me, and it would and it makes sense to answer that person in a video where it would be much faster, or it's just easier to to have that person learn from me through video. I make that a YouTube video, so I answer questions in YouTube videos, and I make that public on a YouTube video. Give us an example. Uh, I, uh, a question that someone asked me was, how do I make a landing page on Facebook? This was back when landing pages were available. I mean, right. there sort of still are, there's some workarounds, but you know, that was one of the questions I had a couple of years ago. So do you so, do uh, screen flows or is it your face and screen yeah, flows? Yeah, I, I actually, I was so scared of putting my face on videos when I first started. I was actually just screen flow. Um, recently I've been introducing my face a little bit more because of the whole people liking faces type of thing. But I answered this question, um, on, uh, uh using screen flow, put it on YouTube. I shared a blog post about it because I I figured, hey, if someone has this question, a lot of people would probably do too. Uh, in total, I have about three videos talking about the same thing because Facebook has kept making updates about the landing page. But in total, that's about 800,000 views wow. for, for answering that question. Now, and, are you intentionally like keyword rich using kinds of things that people would be searching for to make sure those videos are well seen? Or did it just so happen that you know you discovered this by accident? Uh, no, those are completely intentional. You know, the the titles of the videos absolutely have those keywords in there that that I believe people are looking for and that they are looking for. You know, YouTube has its own sort of Google AdWords type tool where it shows you kind of how many people are searching for which keywords, which is which is really cool. Um, the tags, the description, it's all it's all on purpose. You know. Now, um, for folks that don't know what ScreenFlow is, uh, ScreenFlow is a piece of software for the Mac. That allows you to record what's on your screen and also record the video um, of the presenter um, using the camera in the Mac. And Camtasia is an alternative for Windows um, and also is on the Mac. Just thought I'd mention that since we're throwing out kind of terms that are kind of shop terms. Um, Let's talk about Facebook. You have a significant following. You have 24,000 or so fans on your Facebook page. Can you share a little bit about how you're using Facebook? What's your strategy? Oh, gosh. I love Facebook. Facebook is a way, like I was talking about earlier, to connect with my audience in a way that I can't do on my blog or in my podcast or in, uh, in or in my videos. You know, I'm actually communicating directly with my audience through Facebook. And, you know, I use Facebook for a number of different things. I mean, not only to just build those relationships and talk about stuff that has nothing to do with my blog. You know, I, I'll, I'll share pictures of where I go on date night on Thursdays with, with my wife and people, you know, take pictures of the food and stuff. Uh, but, I, you know, I use it. It's a great way to find out exactly what your audience is, is dying to know. Or what their pain, what their pains are. So use it to gather insight, so you can maybe create new content, right? Right to survey, and I, you know, even just the other day, I actually uh, I have a site in the security guard training industry that I'm redoing and redesigning, and I had people choose between logo A or logo B for that on this particular Facebook page. Uh, that post on Facebook was viewed, I think, over eighty five thousand times, and it has over a thousand comments of people saying A or B, and it was plainly obvious that B was the choice. So that's, that's And you got that feedback probably in 24 hours, right? I mean, literally in five minutes I had 40 comments. That's crazy. 
Um, it's just it's just a beautiful platform for for that type of thing. You do know, you use uh, it for a community development as well. Uh, I do. I mean, I, a lot of people, you know, actually, this is this is a great strategy that I use. I get so many emails; it's ridiculous, like two hundred emails a day. Um, and you know, that's my choice. I've made myself kind of uh, available in that way. Uh, but I do mention that on my contact page on my blog that I get a ton of emails, so it might take a while. And that if they have a quick question, to instead of just answer asking in an email, to go on my Facebook page, I give them a link and ask the question there. Because A, I'm more likely to, an- to answer it there. But B, even more importantly, the community is more likely to answer it as well. And more often than, than not, I have other people doing the work for me and answering those questions. And some of them uh, in ways that better than I could ever answer myself. I'll give you a little, t- a little piece of advice if you're not already doing this. Um, that's a wonderful idea. And you should consider randomly rewarding one of those people every week and making them a fan of the week. And um, maybe um, giving them a call out on Facebook, or maybe maybe even on, on some other channel. Yeah, that's a great that that's great actually. I've been I've been rewarding them. Uh, there's a few of them that are just uh, com- complete stands out standouts. Like I've met with one of them in person and tried to help him with his business. Another person I just gave a hundred bucks to because he was doing so much for me, and I wanted to make sure that he was happy and that he that he knew he was being, uh, you know, that I was grateful for. But I think you're absolutely right. Showing that in, to the community will publicly show that other people, you know, they'll get other people to want to do that too because they'll Absolutely. know that that's happening. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about your blog. I mean, I'm assuming your blog is kind of the core of everything that you do. It seems that everything is kind of pointing back there, right? Yeah, um, that's the home. So tell me a little bit about what your blogging strategy is. How often do you blog? Let's start with that. Uh, three times a week. Normally, recently I've been doing two because I'm currently writing a book, but I haven't had any blowback because of that. Uh, and, and so three times a week and really I'm just like I said earlier just leading by example so you know I I very rarely try to come up with these new theories and ideas and stuff I don't think I'm in the right place to do that I think my and I've, I've learned that my forte is taking these processes that people talk about putting them into action and then breaking them down for people later and kind of sharing what I did wrong or what I did right and, and, and uh, being very transparent about all those different processes. So, you know, for example, I did a uh, what, what, what is known as on my blog as the niche site tool. Actually, someone challenged me to build a website from scratch uh, in, a, in an industry based on keyword research and kind of uh, grow that site and see what I could do with it. And so I publicly displayed how I how I selected the the keywords, how I built the website, and how I generated content for it, how I got it to rank in Google, and and eventually, after a you know a, a few months, it got to number one in Google and is now making uh, about two thousand dollars a month. And so all that information is out there for free. And I, I found that you know my business model has become the more information I give away, the more I get back in return. Isn't it interesting? Because. I was interviewing Michael Hyatt uh, in New York a couple months ago, and I said, what do you want to say to people that believe that they should keep their, their, what they've discovered to themselves? And he said, and I'm paraphrasing, I've discovered that ideas, by exposing your ideas, it's the best way to get new ideas. And um, I think this is really the secret sauce of most successful what I call publishers is that you're out there sharing all this great insight. And I would imagine you get even better ideas as a result of people coming back to you. And one thing is leading to another and all of a sudden it's oh, yeah. taking you to the stratosphere, right? No, I, I, absolutely. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's just a, such a beautiful business model because 
I can just share everything I know and I get more back in return somehow. I mean, maybe even not immediately, but maybe people share that information and then that leads to someone who eventually goes through an affiliate link or who discovers me and wants to put me in the book or whatever. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just, I could sleep at night, you know, I'm not holding anything back. I'm not charging for anything. Um, and, and people are thankful. It's a win win for everybody. Now, Pat, what's your take on, I noticed you have a box on your sidebar of your blog that encourages people to get on your list Mm -hmm. and gives them a free ebook. Right. Um, how important is email for bloggers that are listening? Oh, I think it's, it's, it's absolutely crucial. You know, I made the mistake twice of not collecting an email list right when I first started my site. This is the first time with Green Exam Academy. I waited. I mean, I mean, I didn't know this whole email list thing was possible. That's how beginner I was. Uh, so, you know, a, ye- a year after selling a product, I didn't have a way to, to, to get back to people. And it, that was just a terrible mistake. And with Smart Passive Income, same thing. I didn't go, I didn't start to collect email addresses until a year later. And I, I was just such a newbie. Explain uh, the value proposition. Why is it so important to have those email addresses? Okay, I don't know about you, Michael, and, and anyone else listening out there, but one of the first things I do every morning, and I'm sad to, to admit this, uh, but I'm sure a lot of people will feel the same it's way. clear out your inbox, right? Yes, absolutely. It's like that phone that rings and you just can't not answer it. Right? Or like the text message and you got you to gotta look at it, right? Oh, yeah, you got to look at it right away, too, because <laughs> um, it might be important. And, and, and it's at, I mean, it, there's, there's no better way still to communicate with people in such a direct way and personal way and I think there, you know that goes twofold I mean that, that it's such a great opportunity but it's also an easy opportunity to lose people and so you know my strategy with my email list is I actually don't sell anything on my email list I don't promote anything it's all pure content and the reason I did that and this is actually another one of my blogging strategies is actually I see what everyone else is doing and I see what everyone doesn't like about it and I do something different and I've started to notice that a lot of people are starting to get tired of all these emails that come in that sell this and sell that, at least in the industry that I'm in. Right. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to sell anything at all. I'm just going to provide the best content that I can. And So how are you using the email then? Are you driving them back to your blog post every day? It, 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 there's different strategies there. In some emails, I do that. Uh, and then it's on the blog where they can interact or potentially go to a point of transaction, right? Right. Um, sometimes I just leave pure content. And don't don't even have people link at all, and that that becomes a trust factor. That becomes a relationship builder, and I think that's extremely important too. Other times, I'll actually ask for communication back from the subscribers as well. One of the first things I ask uh, um, is, you know, what do you want me to write write a blog post about? So that's in my auto autoresponder series. So I have a constant stream of emails coming in to my inbox of problems that people want me to solve that blog post that people want me to write about. So I don't even have to do any work. Brilliant. It's, it's automated about what exactly I should be talking about. And so I'll notice a few people talking about the same things, and then I'll say, okay, well, this is a great uh, sign that this is something that I should explore a little bit more and potentially either create a video about, do a podcast about, or write a blog post about. That's awesome. Pat, let's, let's talk about podcasting. Um, I know you love it. I know you're seeing the rewards of it. How has it helped your business? Oh gosh, it's uh, it, it blew me away. I had no idea that it would have this much reach and this much of an effect on my brand. And just to give you a quick kind of uh, some quick data points, when I was preparing for a presentation I did at Blog World Expo 2011, uh, that presentation was entitled uh, "Be Everywhere." You know how 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 to how to 
how to how to gain a massive audience and 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 build authority by thinking outside the blog. And to you know, I knew that the podcast helped me do that, but I had no idea how much. So what I did was on my blog, not on my podcast or not on my videos, on my blog, I did I conducted a survey and I asked people, how did you first hear about the Smart Passive Income brand? How did you first find out about me? And the results blew me away. The number one way that people found out about me and are now reading my blog was the podcast. Interesting. By t- 20% of people who read my blog have found me through my podcast. And I know this is true because I'm, you know, the, the survey results, uh, I think there was a, a pool of six or 8,000 people. So that's a good chunk of a of, of survey. But um, I, I get emails every week from people saying, I found you on iTunes. I'm so glad I did. Or, or, you know, I, I just accidentally stumbled upon you on, on, uh, on my podcast, uh, on when searching for podcasts about business and now I'm hooked and now I'm reading your blog. Okay. So Pat, this, this begs the following question. Um, you got a podcast, people are listening to the podcast often when they're remote. Um, mm-hmm. how do you get them from the podcast to the blog? That's a great question. Michael, there's a number of th- different things you could do. You can, uh, I have a thing where in each episode I have show notes, right, that get people back to the blog. Well, it's really easy, and I've kind of trained my audience to, to know how to get to the blog from, uh, from the episode where they can get the links for everything that was mentioned or get additional information that was mentioned in the podcast. So for me, I have a plugin called Pretty Links, which basically I can set up a, a redirect, a really clean redirect. So everyone knows on my blog and on my podcast that if they go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session42, they'll go to the show notes for session42. And it's the same session41, 40, 39, all of them. So, so that helps. Another thing I like to do is if there's something extremely important that I want to talk about or that I want to um, drive people to, I will create a specific domain for that redirect for you know for example um, I have uh, I have a keyword research webinar that I talk about quite a bit and you know instead of just saying hey go to smartpassiveincome.com slash keyword dash research dash webinar dash six all these other things I say go to keywordresearchwebinar.com and you'll be redirected there and people can much it's much easier for people to 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 uh right you can just go to GoDaddy for like 10 bucks and buy the domain yeah oh yeah that's exactly what i do and then just forward it from there and that that's that's something that that i do and also just obviously at the end of your podcasts and even throughout the middle is is provide calls to actions you know if you have a great episode and at the end it's just it just ends then people aren't even going to feel compelled or want to remember to do something how often are you podcasting I'm podcasting about two times a month. So when you do podcast, uh, and this, I want to explore this a little bit because your podcast becomes a blog post as well, right? So right. one of the two of those blog posts that you publish a month are actually, if you will, the podcast with extra notes inside of them, right? So um, the good news, folks, is that you know you can create a podcast and it can also become a blog post and it can work in both directions, right? People will discover your podcast as a result of the blog and people will discover your blog as a result of the podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I call my be everywhere strategy and I'm actually writing a book about that right now. And it's just so amazing how these parts work together. And the thing is a lot of people are like, oh, be everywhere. Then that means I actually got to do everything everywhere. But when, like you just said, it just, you know, you write three blog posts a week. Well, one of them is just the podcast episode. You're not doing that much additional work uh you're just replacing something with another form of content now in the beginning it might be tough because you have to learn how to podcast and stuff i mean we all go through that but once you get in the in the rhythm it's not that much additional work but it's so much additional benefit outstanding um pat 
what would you say to folks who are thinking about branding themselves in um, their niche in the same way that you've branded yourself in your niche? What tips would you give them or what wisdom would you share? Well, we just talked about the be everywhere strategy, you know, working on multiple platforms and not just being on one place. You know, it's like it's like you're, uh, you know, a lot, what a lot of people do when they try to build a brand is they're actually putting messages into bottles and they're just throwing it into the ocean and they're hoping, mm. you know, you got to put yourself out there where the people are and give people multiple opportunities to find you because not everyone will read your blog. Not everyone likes to read. At the same time, not everyone watches video, not everyone watches uh, or listens to audio, but a lot of people do each of those things and, and don't cross over. So, you know, be everywhere. That's one thing. Be consistent. That's not only in your posting schedule, but also just in your message. And your and, branding too, right? And your branding, absolutely. That's why you see my logo everywhere and, and, and things like that. Or, you know, part of my branding message is just, just the fact that I'm being trying to be tra- as transparent as possible. And people, you know, that has become the Smart Passive Income brand is that transparency and authenticity. And then also just be yourself. You know, a lot of people try to be these things that they're not and people can see right through that. Um, you know, uh, really try to become friends with your audience, even down to the individual level. And that's where social media comes to play, at least for me. You know, my blog is my blog and, and my podcast is my podcast, my videos are my videos. That's where I produce content. But it's Facebook and Twitter. That's where I can connect with my audience on a more deeper level where I can talk to them about things uh, and, and connect with them. And, and, and that's how you become remembered. And that, that's how people will start to bring your name up in conversation, um, especially if, you're, you know, if they know you and, and they feel like they're involved in some way. Pat, I just want to say thank you to you for being so transparent and sharing so many tips and strategies. And I think you've been a really awesome source of inspiration for a lot of people who are trying to figure all this stuff out. If they want to learn more about you and, and about your, your company, where would be the best place that you would want them to go? Uh, probably smartpassiveincome.com. That's the blog, obviously. But I would love to connect with you all on Facebook. Like If you just come to the Facebook page and say, hi, I will say hi back, I promise. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash smartpassiveincome. You actually you can actually be redirected to it, uh, pat on facebook.com. That'll take you there as well. Pat, thank you so much for taking some of your very valuable time out of your day today and sharing it with our listeners. My pleasure, Michael. Thank you for having me. Wow. What a great show, huh? If you love that podcast, like I love that podcast interview, I'd love to hear your feedback. This brings us to the end of another edition of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. A couple things to remind you of. You can check out the show notes for this episode and get all the links that we talked about at socialmediaexaminer.com slash four, the number four. Now, if you like what you heard, I'd love it if you'd give us some feedback. And the best way to do that is to go over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and write a review. I would love that. That helps us a lot because it helps new people discover our podcast. I would also strongly encourage you to download the podcast app and subscribe to our feeds. Subscribe to our feeds in any particular app that you're using and let us know that you like what we're doing. That really encourages me to keep going with this show. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.
Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.